Meanwhile, KMUZ Turner Radio's Crackle 100.7 FM and 88.5 FM in Marion and Polk County, Salem and Kaiser. KMWV FM Dallas at 98.3 HD2 with monstrous sounds and taking over the entire planet at KMUZ.org for spooktacular! Let's see, this year's spooktacular is coming together quite nicely. But I should still review this year's supplies to make sure I have everything I need for tonight's show. Thanks for lending a hand. No problem. I'm always glad to make an appearance, assuring that I continue to keep a job in this troubled economy. Well, you won't be so grateful when you see what Craft Services has on the table these days. Now, it looks like they're bringing the stuff out for the show already. Let's just uh, watch them bring it out and we can uh, check it off as they go by. 13 pounds of Halloween LPs. Check. A dozen unnecessary sound effects drops. full-size decorative skeletons for a respectable laboratory look. Check. And ten creatures of the night. I don't hear a check. We could only find nine. No. Nine is how many tricks we have for every treat. We need a tenth creature of the night. We can't do the show without a tenth creature of the night. Uh, call the Vampire Council. They are already making an appearance today. Really? It's almost like we planted that as a plug instead of a plot device. Well, call the Wolfman. Sorry, he's already barked. I mean booked. He's up to his neck in hairy holiday happenings every Halloween. Hmm. What we need is a creature of terrifying delight. A real mistress of the night. A queen of fright, rarely seen in the light. Where can we find someone like that on such short notice? They'd have to be... well... local. I think I have just the person. Hello, I am Kylie Burbank, and I guess... Have I ever thanked you for that machine of yours? Not recently, no. Really? You'd think I'd do that over the theme music or something. Mid-Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019! Tonight. Have you turned the lights off? Closed the windows? Good. Now, light a candle, turn the radio up, and gather round. Keep your phone handy. That number again. 503-990-6101. 
When you are ready, call, and tell us about any unexplained experience you have had. Because it's time to start telling stories. Tonight we present Ghost Stories Part 2. To haunt or to haunt not. All right. How's everybody doing out there this fine evening? It's uh, Mid-Valley Mutations, and uh, we have a couple of special guests here in the studio this week. It is uh, Kylie Burbank. Hello. How's it going? I loved the intro. I feel truly honored. Oh, well, you know, you, you got to have a nice creature of the night when you're going <laughs> to do a little bit of Halloween here. Uh, on the Valley Mutations. And, and you know, you, you kind of outdid yourself this time because usually you come in and you play some songs and maybe some people call. You brought a member of the Vampire Council with you? Yes. This is fantastic. How's yes. it going? I am doing very well. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Well, well, why don't you introduce yourself so we're not just saying uh, uh, your esteemed colleague and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh. um, well, my name is Aiden, but in our council I go by Valak Gray. Ah. Super fancy, cool name. Excellent, excellent. Well, well, uh, this is just kind of a taste of what we we have going for us this evening because we are going to be taking some phone calls and telling some ghost stories. Uh, this time of year, we like to basically kind of pull out all the stops, uh, have some people um, give uh, their most important supernatural experience a, a little turn on the radio. Um, this is the kind of thing that we don't actually get to much of on the radio these days unfortunately people <clears throat> art bells kind of moved away the new guys not quite as good and i just i feel like there's definitely moments where these kinds of stories have a place but are not being told they're not they're not given a little bit of a room in, in the popular culture very true uh, very sad oh yeah and so we're going to try to get to as many of these as we can and uh, this is where you come in as a listener at home. You give us a call, 503-990-6101. We'll put you on the air, and uh, you can tell us your ghastly experience. Now, please uh, stick around and listen for an hour two. We're going to have uh, Ariana DJ Refugium from Ghost House down in Eugene call in. Uh, she's got a little story she wants to tell, so that's going to be very exciting. So please uh, listen in for hour two at 11 for that um but right now we're just kind of like easing into things we're kind of getting the mood set we've got some nice little sound effects in the background here and uh you know we're, we're in the lab you know kind of uh setting the tone as it were because uh this time of year we've got to like concoct some brew and some some things like that to kind of put us in the some mood spells, yeah yeah get some spells cast that kind of stuff so um let's get things started here um you know uh we're kind of in that time of year where um you know the vampires and the werewolves get a lot of um you know uh turn a lot of play they kind of they're, they're mentioned a little more often than some of the other monsters that we tend to love very true uh and so i thought that this might be a good opportunity to um We'll try some of those tunes uh, and whatnot. So uh, let's hear a little bit from the creature from the Black Lagoon. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to have some more cool stuff here for our uh, 
Spooktacular 2019. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, it's 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 fun. We're we're having a good time. He was a strange one, a relic from an age long forgotten. Some music he liked, some upset him terribly. He loved parties and party music. He was so dull. After all, what ideas can the creature from the Black Lagoon have? He only wants to feast on the grapes of wrath. That was a little of a creature from the Black Lagoon here as we solved a little bit of a, some tech difficulties at the top of the show. Um, I think we got these all ironed out here, and uh, I think we need to set a little bit of a mood, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, let's get started with uh, a little bit of a ghost story. Now, as a member of the Vampire Council, I suspect you have a number of interesting experiences, as it were. <laughs> Um, to let, say the least, yeah. <laughs> let's let's start off with something that uh, kind of eases us into this. Now, obviously, it's the holiday season, and so w- one of the first things that ends up happening for people in, this time of year is going out at night. So, do you, do you have any some, something maybe that uh, an evening encounter, something a little set the mood here uh, as we dim the lights? Yeah. So, I'm from Missouri originally, so unfortunately, I have not gotten to do any paranormal investigating in Oregon, as of now. Is that normally Uh, your kind of pastime? Yeah, actually, I really like um, doing paranormal investigating. I used to have a paranormal investigating 
group. We were established for about seven years. Um, I have done quite a few cases, and one of them that still kind of disturbs me to this day, uh, there's a place called Bluff Woods on the outside of St. Joseph, Missouri, and me and my paranormal group like to take our newbies out there to kind of break them in. Mm. Is, is this kind of because there's activity that it's a good place to, to check out the first time? Or? Yeah, so when St. Joe was first established, to my understanding at least, um, it was further on that side of town, and there was um, nice walking trails, it was all paved, there's a little playground out there, but as St. Joe got bigger, it kind of ventured more towards the north, and that, that place just kind of got abandoned. Mm. So even though it's still there, no one really goes there unless they're wanting to get away from people. Right. I see. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of urban legends around there. Um, a lot of people talking about there being like kids lurking in the forest or um, scary monsters or what have you. Um, one of the most common urban legends is that if you go into the parking lot and park your car, if you go out venturing into the woods, when you come back, there'll be little handprints all over your car. Ooh. No, thank you. <laughs> now that, that would be uh, terrifying to find because yeah. it's clearly not animal related. Like it's not like a, a cat walked over or something like that. Like yeah, a, absolutely. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I'm not a big fan of living children, but <laughs> I've never really given dead children a chance. Maybe the dead ones are nicer. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. They probably scream less. <laughs> probably. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so there was one particular night we were breaking in some newbies, and uh, we decided to do a couple of different EVPs. Uh, for those not paranormal savvy, it's uh, electro voice phenomena. Right. This is uh, when you use like a recording device of some kind to capture what seems like an empty room or what might be just wind, but upon re reviewing the recording, you find that there's voices. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes there's different knocks. Um, a lot of times it's something that it's too quiet for you to pick up with human ears or what have you. So we decided to use some of that um, over the course of the night when, in particular, uh, we were taking a couple snapshots around the area as we got over this bridge. We should, most of the people in the group started feeling kind of eerie, uh, so we felt like it would be a good place to stop. Um, Interesting. We noticed that there was a big hack mark, like chop mark, if you will, uh, in one of the rails of the bridge that was made out of wood. And my buddy Cody, that was in the group with me, asked, well, I wonder what did that? And I was like, well, it looks very deliberate. So either somebody came along and vandalized it, um, or maybe somebody just made that part of the bridge for whatever reason for character. Doubt it. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, as we began our questions, we weren't really getting anything on recording, and we were about to leave when Cody came back to the mark on the bridge, and he asked me, he's like, what do you think made that? He's like, do you think it was a knife? I was like, maybe an axe, honestly. I was like, that probably looks more accurate. And upon listening back to our EVP, we heard a very quiet, yes. And we were oh, no. scared out of our wits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a couple of pictures of... There, so there's some people that when they see pictures of orbs, they're like, oh, it could be a bug. Oh, it could be... And this is my the way that I look at it. If it is a solid 
object, a solid, perfect circle, and it usually has a hue around it that's multicolored, um, and it just kind of stays in one place. It doesn't, like, move or streak around. To me, personally, that's an orb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially if, it, if I take two pictures back-to-back -back and one minute's there, next minute it's not. Um, so we got quite a few pictures of that where one minute there we would see nothing but, and then in the next snapshot, maybe a second later, it would be gone. Wow. Interesting. Now, you mentioned a bridge, which is kind of, uh, you know, uh, curious timing, because last week we had a caller who called in, this gal, um, who was telling a story about bridges in Puerto Rico, where they have more car crashes because of theoretical spooky phenomena. So, yeah. Something about bridges have always kind of had a little bit of a creepiness to them for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know about you two, but where I was growing up, there was a bridge that kids would often go to, and that would be where, you know, the drinking and partying would kind of happen after hours sort right. of thing. And it was one of those places where, like, if you were to ever go there during the day, you would realize how dangerous this bridge was. <laughs> <laughs> but at night, kids are like, oh, this is fine, you know. <laughs> and there was a certain amount of that, like, dangerous vibe that I think we were all kind of, like, going for when we would kind of go out there. So. Yeah. That, that's fascinating. How how eerie. Now, now w when you are um, trying to do, like, EVP stuff, what, what do you usually use for recording that kind of thing? We actually have two different um, just regular voice recorders, um, but we have a very established set of rules. So whenever you ask a question, you ask it very clearly, and then you breathe softly like nobody makes noise. If you do make a noise, you have to say, hey, that was me. Right. I did this, or hi, I'm Cody, I just coughed, or something like that, so that way when we go back, we don't think that it's something that it wasn't. Right, because when you're reviewing this, you want enough information about what was on the tape or recording or what have you, of right, like, right. oh, this was that, and, and on and on. That's fascinating. Well, you know, hopefully you can get into that kind of stuff out here, because I understand that uh, Oregon has some very weird uh, ghostly things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at least from the callers that we get. Yeah, uh, that would be awesome. Well, uh, we're going to have to touch base with you again because you actually have an event coming up that's uh, actually kind of relevant to today, which is uh, National Coming Out Day. Um, it is. True. And Look so uh, we should uh, kind of plug the, the Vampire, Vampire Council's work here. Um, what, what's coming up? Uh, give us a little information about this. So the Vampire Court has a big event coming up on October 26th at the Premier Academy of Performing Arts in downtown Salem. Um, it is our first annual Halloween bash where we are raising money to donate to Trans Lifeline, which is a suicide hotline for transgender individuals. Mm -hmm. um, so we will have three live bands. We'll have No Me Gusta, Fear Dog, and Sadgasm, along with um, a public premiere of DJ Young Hentai. Um, lots of good food and alcohol to be had. Yeah. And I imagine you'll it, need some ID for that 21 and over uh, oh, privilege. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's uh, you know, and, and it's cool that it's like local acts too that are like these kind of like younger groups. That I mean, like there's something about it that's a very appealing event that I'm, I'm very excited about. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited too. We're busting our booties on this one. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way of putting PG. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, been, uh, it's been stressful, but it's been a work of love yeah. and passion, definitely. I'm going to be bartending it with my friend Mesa, and we're going to have some food. 
legally you have to. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to have something to eat for sure, for sure. But I mean, like, it, it is kind of funny because like I, I notice that more and more of these kinds of events, and I guess I'm thinking about um, groups like the Satanic Temple and whatnot, where these organizations that used to be at least in the '80s like feared by mainstream people. These are the places that actually have a lot more like diversity and openness to like new causes that don't get a lot of play in the mainstream media. Yeah, definitely. True. You know, like I mean, I mean the, the causes of uh, trans teens and trans lives like that cannot be undersold as something that's very important these days. Mm -hmm. uh, places where people feel safe, places where people feel accepted. Um, without the kind of like creepiness that maybe I grew up with in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> right. uh, and uh, so, I mean, it's always good to hear about these kinds of groups and shows where that kind of stuff is happening. So. Yeah, safety is super important to me. There's only a few places in Salem and that I really feel safe. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that it's going to be a really safe place for everyone. Yeah. Well, and you got to imagine as adults, a lot of us can carve out our own niches of places we want to go and we can mm -hmm. opt not to be places. But for younger people, I mean, where can they go? Like yeah. home sometimes isn't a safe place. True. <laughs> True. So uh, the more that we can cultivate like this, the better. And I love hearing these kinds of stories. So We're going to be doing all ages too. Excellent. I think we're going to have one uh, in the spring. So if you can't make it, we're going to do an all ages in spring. Hopefully late March. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Around spring equinox time. Oh, good timing. Good yeah. timing. Excellent. I love that. Well, uh, we got more stuff that we're going to do throughout the hour, but I, I kind of wanted to, to mention that and, and get Thank that out. because yeah. uh, Oh, and we actually have a call coming in here, too. So give me a moment here while I get this set up. Okay, caller, I believe you are on the air. Caller, are you All there? Right. Hello, caller. Right. How are you doing? This is uh, Mid Valley Mutations. Uh, you're here with uh, Kylie and, uh, well, a member of the Vampire Council. And uh, uh, we're telling some ghost stories. Uh, uh, do you want to hear All right, are you ready to hear a ghost story now or what? Yeah, I got, I'm got. i ready. What, what do you got? Are you ready to hear a really, really scary, spooky ghost story? I'm on the air or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, got, we are ready. Let's hear a, a scary story here. What do you got for us? Okay. So... Uh, like I was, it was Christmas Eve. Ooh, that's scary. It was like, ooh, the ghost of Christmas Eve, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is, this is real. This is 100% real. I'm not going to lie right now. Nice. Uh, but I was, uh, going to sleep with my girlfriend. And then all of a sudden, you know, we turn off the lights and stuff. And then, um, yeah, I was in my, 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 my bedroom. My parents were the house where I was raised or whatever. It was just like some track house or whatever. It wasn't like, like old house or spooky house or whatever. But all of a sudden we turn off the lights and the change starts moving in this little cup on the inside of the room. Hmm. And, uh, we're like, oh, there's some weird ass animal inside of our room. This is super, super strange. Like, like what's going on here? Like there's, there's some weird, unidentified being inside of my room, you know? Right. And so, um, you know, we turn on the light to see what's going on and then, you know, it just stops. Hmm. It just totally stops. No, I can't see anything. I thought there was like, like a raccoon or some kind of weird rabid beast inside of my room, but, you know, there was nothing there. And I, 
you know, my girlfriend's like, oh, okay, well, just turn off the light, you know, whatever, because she's fearless, she's crazy, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> she, I, I was like freaked out. I was like, what's going on here? This is totally freaking weird. Right. And uh, so I was like, all right, fine, I'll turn off the light. It's kind of creepy. This is scary. This is weird. What the hell was this thing? And uh, so I like, I turn off the light. And all of a sudden, I turn off the light, and then I just see this bright white light in the room. It was like this weird orb, huh. and it just illuminated the off the light. And uh, I was just like freaking out. I was like, "This is crazy! What is going on?" And uh, and then you know, I think I just probably turned on the light again or something. But right. Uh, and then we were talking about it later, and then she was like, "I just." Like my girlfriend, she was like, "Oh, I just saw this this big gigantic shadow, this shadow like everywhere." But I just saw this big white light. So I, I don't know. Anyway, it was crazy. It was like, and then uh, I was even tripping out for like months and months and months afterwards that I actually, because you know I live in California or whatever, so I like went and uh, looked at the seismic records or whatever to see if like maybe some kind of earthquake had happened. Oh, right, because it could have been rattling, you know, the wall or something. Yeah, it could have been, you know, you know, I'm trying to rule out all possibilities, you know, I'm like scientific-minded person or whatever, right? So, you know, I want to check that out. And, uh, you know, there was, of course, it was nothing or whatever. So it was, a, it was totally something totally supernatural and totally weird. So I was just like, after that, I was like, all right, well, you know, maybe... Uh, Maybe maybe there's something out there that I'm not really like uh, able to comprehend at right. this point or whatever. So I don't know. That, that's that's my crazy weird ghost. Wow. <laughs> I, I got a couple questions yeah, for you if you I don't mean, mind. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Sure. So so now, had you ever in, encountered orbs like that before uh, in in previous? Oh no. So that was the first time anything that's like that had ever happened to you that, that's the first and the only time that has ever happened so wow how fascinating and, and now in terms of like the kind of sounds and, and chain rattling kind of stuff with the cup had anything similar ha- occurred before like perhaps like no you know, not, that was the only time that's ever happened wow. and you know i just had like a cup on the like a glass on the other side of the room Right. It was, like, totally out of reach. Like, nobody could have been messing with me or anything like that. Right. Because, uh, you know, my girlfriend was right next to me in small, very, very small, like, little twin bed. It would actually and, be harder uh, to kind of, like, sneak in there and do kind of, like, a uh, little bit no, of a goof yeah. than it would be to, you know, like... It uh, was totally beyond the realm of any kind of possibility of... Like, we both heard it. it, it there, was, there was just something weird going on. It was just... It was wow. very strange. Interesting. And, uh, you know, after that, that was kind of one of the things that kind of just, like, opened up my mind to more, uh, a lot more possibilities. Sure, sure. Because before you know that, I mean? you would have never, like, wow, like that was cool. why would you even think to, yeah, because you're just kind of hanging out, like, oh, yeah, whatever. And then, like, something like that happens, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> How fascinating. Yeah, it was, it was really, really weird. I mean, that was, like, kind of thing where it's like, I mean, obviously you had to be there, but it's like, there, there's nothing else. I mean, it was just something that was not explainable. Wow. You know? do, do either of you have any questions was, for our caller? Well, I, I practice witchcraft in, in the British traditional sense when you're trying to purify something or, you know, wish happiness, peace, you know, you'll try and surround something with white light. Uh, it's usually mm-hmm. a very like holy thing, so I would say that this definitely was not 
like an evil spirit. I think hmm. maybe it was just a spirit trying to be seen, and maybe it was. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. It was an interesting thing because it was like I saw this bright light and this orb, but when I was talking to my girlfriend, she saw this dark shadow that enveloped the room. Mm. So there was kind of like this dualistic, um, cause I, I don't know. It was just weird. Cause it was like, you know, there's, uh, there was a split at some point in, uh, our perception of the event. Right. Like there was sort of like a fork in the road. Huh. Like she saw it and I saw it another way, but we both heard, this like glass that was full of change that I knew it was full of change it was on the other side of the room it was like just a thing that was there just start rattling wow. on the other side of the room but then at a certain point in the experience like our our paths just diverged these two these two different things so I'm, I'm not worried if it was like evil or it was good it was just a thing that happened you know what mm-hmm. I mean it was cool and uh, after that I think it kind of led me and sort of the sort of the other path of like and be like, all right, you know, I'm going to smudge in the room with some stage. And, you know, maybe I'm open to this idea of, like, you know, doing, like, a type of ritual or something, like a cleansing ritual or, you know, just really, like, basic sort of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, basic stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you had never pursued that kind of stuff before, but this was the incentive to kind of, like... No. Wow. No. How fascinating. No, it was, it was just weird. Interesting. That's cool. Well, are there oh, other I details you want to leave you. us with before you uh, before we, we, we break off? Can I tell off? you one more? Can I tell you one more ghost story before I go? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you got? Okay. All right. I, I'm going to tell you another one. This one's a little bit of a bummer. It's kind of a bummer. So, you know, I had a, I was like 14 years old and, you know, I played like a punk band and like, mm-hmm. I think we were active until we were like maybe, uh, like 15, 16 years old or something. <laughs> the the, the best know, years for doing punk needs... rock, of course. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm a kid. Of course I'm going to play punk rock, right? I mean, I'm going to play <laughs> punk rock. So anyway, like, uh, but, uh, you know, my fr- he was the bass player of the band. He was, he was, I mean, he was really, he was like the mayor. Everybody knew him. Everybody loved him. But, you know, I guess he had his demons or whatever. So he committed suicide when he was eight. Mm. He committed suicide. It was... It was messed up. It was really sad. It was like, oh, you know. Right. And, and I'm kind of just like, why would you commit suicide? Like, everybody loved you. Mm-hmm. Like, he was like, straight up player. Like, like he got all the girls and everything. It was like, it was crazy. Right? But, um, so, like, maybe like, like a month or something after he committed suicide, I got a letter in the mail and it was addressed to him. Whoa. Um, and he lived like, way up on the other side of town, like, maybe, like, 10 miles away. Okay. Like, way up in the hills. Like, totally way far away from me. So there's no reason and you should so, be getting uh, this by accident. I was like, why am I getting this guy's mail? Like, Did you open it? kind of a, a situation again where I'm just like, oh, this guy's, somebody's playing a joke on me. This is crazy. Like, what is going on? This doesn't make any sense. And, uh, I don't know, there's not really a whole lot more to the story other than that. Uh, other than it just being this crazy weird coincidence where I'm just like, what is going on here? This doesn't really make any sense. Uh, but I, you know, I just ended up taking the piece of mail and I ended up uh, driving it to his house and giving it to like, you know, I knocked on the door and like his sister answered the door or whatever. And it was just like, oh yeah, whatever. Like not even acting like it was a big deal or something. But, <laughs> oh yeah. It was, it was definitely something really 
weird and ghostly. And I'm like, what the heck is going on here? This just doesn't make any sense. Like, who's messing with me right now? But I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody was messing with me because nobody would really take uh, that much of an interest in, you know, whatever I'm going through in my situation and actually, like, you know, do something like that. I mean, that would take a lot of, like, uh, effort. And, um, right. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be too curious to know what was in that letter. I'd, I'd really want to know. <laughs> I probably would have peeked. Uh, you know, yeah, I didn't open the letter. I think it was, like, something that wasn't too interesting. Uh, That's a good question, though. Like, I, I really don't know what it was. I think mean, it was just, like... Turns out your friend owes fifteen dollars yeah. to the power company. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so it was something really mundane. It was right. not anything like that. Like I could try to read into it and just be like, "Man, what's going on here?" But it was it was, it was nothing that interesting. It was just some really dumb thing. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. It was weird. Wow. True. Well, I appreciate this call. This is great. Do you want to introduce yourself, or uh, or do you want to just keep it anonymous? No, no, no. I prefer to remain completely anonymous. Perfect. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, anonymous uh, caller. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yes, you... anonymous caller. Yeah. If you know anyone right, else, friend, got... you have a wonderful night, Austin. Austin. Yeah. Thank you so much. Okay, buddy. And if you got All other right, friends out friend, there that the creepy encounters have them give us a call yeah have a weird spooky halloween yeah right <laughs> okay thank you <laughs> okay bye bye all right thank you so much caller and, and i think with that we might transition here to a little bit of music to reset for the next bit here so um we're gonna hear a brand new tune i just picked this up actually down south by a uh, chopstick uh, and this is Demi Gorgon 2BC. So this is uh, Mid Valley Mutations doing our well. Um, you know how this goes. It's uh, it's something uh, something like this. Mid Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019. <laughs>
And I think at this point, it might be time to hear from the weather computer. So, uh, weather computer, what have you got for us this time? Thank you, Austin. This is the Mid-Valley Mutations weather computer, and here is a look at the local weather, brought to you by actual ghosts. The kind that haunt you and show up in the background of photos and recordings. Actual ghosts. The scariest thing imaginable. Supporting this show, now, apparently. They swear they aren't evil, which is an odd thing to insist, but who am I to judge? At least it's not a corporate sponsorship. Am I right? High five. So hats off to actual ghosts. We salute you. Tonight, a few clouds. Low near 36 degrees. You heard me. Almost freezing. And it's barely even October. Let that sink in. Hope you own long johns. Winds north by northwest at 5 miles per hour, with a 100% chance of me making the same ridiculous Hitchcock joke I make every single time. 10% chance of rain. Sunrise at 7.22 a.m. Tomorrow. Cloudy. Yep. It's that time of year again. High around 61 degrees. Yay. Winds north at 3 miles per hour, with a 10% chance of rain. And with a sunset at 6.33 p.m., it's impossible to deny it. Winter is coming. And that was a look at the local weather, brought to you by the weather computer, and actual ghosts. So creepy how they open the cabinets when I'm not looking, and cause the faucet to turn on at night. But... That couldn't possibly be a sign of creepy things to come, right actual ghosts? Anyway, let's get back to Austin and Mid-Valley Mutations. Mid-Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019! That is so cute. Alright, I think we have things almost ready here. So we probably want to turn that down. So we probably want to turn that down. And we probably want to turn that down because we just want to hear the soothing sounds of Kylie Burbank <laughs> here on Mid-Valley Mutations. And it's been a little while, so uh, I'm excited to, to, to have you here. Um, I think it's been a year. Probably, at least. Um, so uh, uh, we'll just kind of turn things over to you, and uh, yeah, we'll be telling some more ghost stories after this. So uh, if you do have a, a story, please um, call afterwards. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to just turn things over to you. Perfect. I went through, like, oh man, this spring was probably the worst of my life. So this song is about that. It's hard to believe that you could perceive that I would mess up that bad. And in the end, you weren't a friend. 
some spice words <laughs> I figured as much. isn't that always uh the way uh for something like this uh, yeah. you gotta you gotta leave a, a little on the cutting room floor true yeah that was excellent thank, thank you, you. I, I, I don't that. think i know that one i haven't really recorded it i don't I don't know. <laughs> this is the tricky part when you are a songwriter is that like when you have new material kind of burbling up, it's like, when do I share it? When yeah. do, when is it public? You know, that kind of thing. Exactly. That's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> well, uh, that was beautiful, though. Thank you. That's, that's Thank really cool. You. So do you have, you have plans to record that at some point? Or? I think so. I just don't know if I'm ready to tell everyone how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because this time of year feels like the time when people are often like hiding and whatnot. And I always feel more genuine this time of year. Everybody wears like a mask and a costume around Halloween. They're like, oh, hey, we can fit in or whatever. And I'm like, this is how we feel all the time. (laughs) Come on. So I I, I always kind of find this time of year a little bit funny in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Now you recently did uh, basically a string of shows, uh, one uh, one at Venti's and a, a few other places. Uh, like, yeah. are are is, is that? But uh, right now you're kind of like in a little bit of a kind of holding pattern, as it were. Yeah, I'm going to school right now, which I never thought I'd go back to school, but I'm going to tattoo school. So. I hear that that's a career. That's very cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, think that would make Mother proud, you know. Sure, sure. What, what inspired the tattoo school? Or? Um, I'm learning how to do, like, microblading and mm-hmm. cosmetic stuff as well as body art. And uh, I've always been really into cosmetics, so I'm like, this seems perfect for me. And Very adjacent yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that makes sense too, because you have a lot of like style and fashion as part of 
your your get up. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, like let's get another song here um, uh, in a moment. But like, uh, why don't we tell people at home? You know, they're they, they're tuning in, they they're scanning the dial, and then they suddenly hear this pretty song. How can they hear more? Like, Thank what's you. what's the story? It's really creepy. If you Google my name, Kylie Burbank, all of my <laughs> stuff comes up. It's fantastic. I have a band camp and a YouTube. I recently posted uh, a, a YouTube video of a song I wrote when I was like 18 that I realized I really actually love. Ooh. It's weird when like you rediscover your own music and you're like, actually, this was great. I'm right. proud of myself. That is kind of, because usually like it's the other effect where like the, even with distance things from the past, I'm kind of like, eh, I've gotten better. But it is like, you know, so this reminded me of seeing the Murder City Devils not too long ago where they were on stage and they were talking about like, oh, you know, when you're young and you think you know everything and then you get a little bit older and you're like, oh, I didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, and then when you get older, you're like, actually, I did know what I was talking about. I didn't know when I was a middle-aged person thinking that I didn't know. When I, you know. <laughs> yeah, and there definitely. is that kind of like pattern in your life where sometimes you look back at your teenage self and you're like, I was way more together than I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a super angsty song and, you know, like... A breakup song, but I think I write the best music when I'm depressed. Mm. I think a lot of people can say that, though. I think, I think a lot of artist thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was just going to yeah. go that route. Where <laughs> I think if you have any creative bone, you know, you tend to kind of like get to this phase. You're like, oh, I, 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 I when when I'm a little sad, things come out quicker. There's a little. I think a lot of it's a lot of therapy too, because yeah, I know, true. <clears throat> yes. I know for myself. I write a lot of poetry mm. when I'm really depressed, and I feel like it's the best way to get things out of your system is right. to just get it down on paper so that way it's not eating yeah. you up as much inside. For sure, for sure. I like that. It is like a um, creative <clears throat> therapy, like you're getting it out of your system so that uh, a release. you don't have to like blow up at somebody at work one day. <laughs> yeah, definitely not a good idea. <laughs> uh, well, uh, why don't we hear another tune here? Um, this is Kylie Burbank. You're listening to Mid-Valley Mutations, and uh, it is a part of our Halloween spooktacular, and uh, <laughs> I'm going to let things uh, turn over to her. All right. Please tell me I have the capo in the right spot. I think so. We're a little odd to tune. That's fine. Not sure why I have an accent all of a sudden. <laughs> an awkward accent. Is the love I need 
step that I take is way too long Every choice I make is clearly wrong I'm drained from all the love I give that i'm pretty sure you have that one on youtube don't you yeah because i, was say, <laughs> that I stumbled across that randomly and i was like kylie has a new video what <laughs> and then i like listened to it i was like oh i love this oh thank you so much I yeah appreciate that. it's funny i think i made this comment last time but your voice completely betrays the way you look a lot of singer songwriters <laughs> wouldn't necessarily dress the way that you dress. That's true. And if you saw somebody who was getting ready to kind of do the kind of musical set that you do, it's not like people are coming out going like, um, oh, yeah, like I expect a singer-songwriter, you know, like uh, it, there's a little bit of incongruence there. And That's so true. I think what I like about that, though, is that in terms of, you know, like expectations and whatnot, that's another thing that I think this time of year and goth culture does very mm -hmm. well, which is like, there is an expectation, and then sometimes this person is like very passionate about cats. You know, <laughs> you know, it's like it's um, it's something that I think is uh, we can all relate to, where like we do feel this darkness as part of our lives. But I mean, there's also this other part of it that isn't always just graveyards and right. you know horror movies. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think what Aiden. What's something really ungoth that I that I do? Something really ungoth. I don't know. I mean, that's honestly really hard because I've been inside her house and she has a black cat. Most right. Of her, most of her things are black. Right. However, you do have the shred couch that is very not goth. True. Unless your gothiness involves like raiding like an antique store, then maybe. True. But <laughs> Johnny Garcia from Sadgasm gave me a couch that was already partially destroyed. And then the cats in my house just also destroyed it. So I have this, like, shredded up couch. The cats, they, they do like to ruin a good piece of upholstery if they can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, uh, that was really great. Maybe maybe we'll get okay. another song later or something. Jeez, uh, good. We'll take a little break here, let you uh, relax. Uh, because it's almost near the top of the show actually we and so some yeah well with, with but with that in mind we do we also have to do a bit of the legal id so um oh, hold on one moment and uh let's make some time for this kmuz turner 100.7 fm and 88.5 fm in marion and polk county 
Salem and Kaiser. KMWVFM Dallas at 98.3 HD2. And taking over the entire planet at KMUZ.org. Ooh, that wind is a little loud there. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is uh, KMUZ. This is Mid Valley Mutations, and we are in our. Um, oh uh, gosh, uh, how did we put it uh, the other day? Um, something along the lines of Mid Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019. And uh, you know, we try to do this once a year. Um, you know, I was actually looking back at. Uh, some of the previous things, and I started doing it on the radio in the year 2004. That's so cool. And, and so uh, we, we didn't do ghost stories the whole time. Back then, we just played spooky songs. Uh, but over the years, we kind of fell into this rhythm and uh, taking phone calls and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun uh, doing that sort of thing. So cool. And it sounds like we're getting a phone call here. Uh, hello, caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Ah, hello, uh, excellent. Would you mind uh, introducing yourself uh, for our listeners at home? Well, um, my name is DJ Rizujian, and I run a ghost house, so I thought I'd call him Ghost Story. Oh, excellent. This is perfect, actually, to have a ghost house ghost story for us. <laughs> This year, it's even about a ghost in the house. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, l- l- so let's get into this a little bit. So we can talk about the ghost house uh, DJ stuff later. Uh, what, uh, what? What? Let's uh, let's set the mood. Uh, where and uh, when does this event take place? Well, this is um, this is sort of an accumulation of events, and it's partly something I witnessed that confirms the original story, and it's partly an original story from the people who take care of this place and the place is Casita Head Lighthouse and the house is the innkeeper's house mm. and many many people know about this house and this lighthouse because it's one of the most photographed buildings in Oregon oh okay it's slightly north of Florence it's on a very dramatic um, head that sticks out into the ocean and the lighthouse is a little bit separate from the from the lighthouse keeper's house which is now a bed and breakfast mm. Okay. Well, for years, people are staying at the bed and breakfast have insisted that things got moved around when they weren't in the room and when there was no maid service on. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd come back and find their uh, wallet missing or their keys got moved or hairbrushes seem to be a favorite thing, hmm. makeup and things like that. And nice. that, that things would get tidied up, oddly enough when the innkeepers weren't around. <laughs> and this was all very, very strange. And right. so the, the most interesting story, I think, that relates to this particular ghost, who's widely thought to be one of the lighthouse keepers' wives, um, from probably about 100 years ago, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. is that there was one time when... Oh, the other thing is that a lot of times it was, the activity was centered around the attic and the upper stories. Mm. Like, that was kind of where it was. Right. And one time, this little boy was visiting with his family, and he picked up a rock and threw it, and it went through a window into the attic. Well, there's no real way to get up into that attic without a lot of real problems. And it happened to be on a Friday, and the innkeepers and the rangers 
didn't feel like they needed to get up there and clean it up immediately. Hmm, but, right. you know, they fully anticipated that they would go up there Monday morning and there would be glass everywhere and they'd have to clean it up and it would be a giant mess. Mm-hmm. But when the innkeeper went up there on Monday morning, all of the glass had been swept into a neat pile right underneath the window that had been broken. What? And literally no one had been in the attic the entire weekend. Huh. Okay. That's and a little so, strange. <laughs> yes. And so my part of this is that when I and my friends were hanging out there and walking around for the day and we heard this story from the ranger, we went back down and we're walking past the house on our way out and we got a picture of all of us in front of the innkeeper's house. And you know how in pictures there's sometimes like a face will appear or some sort of apparition kind of thing? There's yeah. a very clear face that shows up in the picture that my friend took Whoa. in the window of the attic. Interesting. Yeah, this is a very common thing uh, among people who collect photographs of spirits or, or ghosts or whatnot. Like, you won't be able to capture the spirit directly, but in a window or a reflection, uh, they come through better. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we were looking at the house and we didn't really see anything with our eyes, but it's there in the picture. Hmm. Fascinating. Now, uh, uh, like, it's, it's, I'm, I have a couple of different questions. So with this particular um, lighthouse and whatnot, do, do, are there some speculation as to what, who the ghosts were that are haunting it? Or what, was it even haunted before, like, like, is it from the island area itself where the lighthouse was built? I'm, I'm always curious, like, where this stuff comes from. Well, no, I don't think so. I think it was um, Playa tribal land a long time ago, but they didn't really live in this coast um their their villages were other places so i don't think that it's that i do think that um perhaps the isolation of the place i mean until the until highway 101 got completed it was almost impossible to get there you in some cases you'd have to take a boat around in some cases we were riding horses through the woods right and it's really isolated and so i can see how an early family living out there would just kind of go crazy because of the long winters and, and how isolated they were. They oh, didn't yeah. you know, have any interaction with anybody around. Yeah, I mean, people don't talk about this a lot, but like the Oregon, I mean, y- it doesn't take long for you to be in a remote area, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and often people live in these remote areas. I mean, like I, I've been on a number of camping trips where I thought I was in the middle of nowhere and then you turn a corner and there's a house. Yep. Yeah. And and, and, I yeah, think, exactly. and I think that that kind of mentality of like there's people living in places where we don't expect them and whatnot that that extends to uh, a lot of these kinds of experiences that we have. Uh, now you, you said that you've been to this uh, lighthouse. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've never actually been inside of the building that is supposedly haunted. Got it. In itself. Okay, so so you can go and visit, but there's not like a tour or anything that you can go through. Or... Right, it's um, you have to book a night as a bed and breakfast guest, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense, and I guess. I've never had reason to stay there, so. <laughs> well, but, you, um, you got a good ghost yeah. reflection, so that's that's pretty that's pretty excellent. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Are there other details about the lighthouse that we should touch on before we 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 move move to the next part? Um. I don't, you know, I think it's, it's a very eerie place. It's a very windswept place, and I think that plays with the imagination a bit. Mm. I don't know that 
it, it's like all the activity seems to be centered around the integer's house and not the lighthouse itself. Got it. Which I've always thought was a little interesting. Because yeah. that's I mean, you know, you, there are so many stories about haunted lighthouses. It's kind of a cliche almost. But this one is really, it's not right. the building itself. It's the, the house next to it. Yeah. Well, and then there's a lot of stuff associated with shipwrecks, too, which is very common on the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. Um, and Definitely. so that was kind of where I thought this might have been going is that like a shipwreck was somehow involved. But uh, this is a little bit of a different take on that. So it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you mentioned this up top, but uh, we, we actually know um, who DJ Refugium is because you were on the show uh, not too long ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was there in spirit, as yeah, it were. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, the, this is uh, actually going to be fortuitous timing because tomorrow is ghost house in eugene yeah that's true so uh um uh just to kind of plug a little bit of this let's talk about ghost house and uh and whatnot so um uh okay what do you want to know yeah this is kind of a regular event where you guys get together and uh dj but uh maybe you could talk about how it got started um it got started because my husband and i are like hardcore elder dogs we've been into in the scene since the 80s ish Um, basically our entire lives in clubs and we love to dance and we love the music and we collect it and we play it and um, he's been in various bands that played that sort of dark music spaces and we moved to Eugene in 2004 for a bunch of family reasons and then realized that we'd be driving up to Portland to go dancing <laughs> all right. the time if we didn't do something about it and um, around the same time I became friends with another well-known DJ, John the Revelator, down here, who's responsible for the 80s night of Blair Alley that's been going on for, like, 20 years. Oh, right. And he was on the radio, too, and he was playing some stuff that I liked that I hadn't heard down here, so I basically called him at the radio station and said, hey, come DJ my golf night, and he was like, you're not you. And... And so we met up, we became friends, and he taught me to DJ sort of by, like, throwing me to the wolves the very first night that we had a golf night, and I got hooked. And um, people put up with me until I learned how to do it well, and (laughs) I'm still doing it 10 years later, and he's just gone back up to Portland, so. Yeah, and and we'll put links in the show notes to the set that you did for our show previously, because that was very cool. And it's a little bit representative of what you can find at these ghost house events. Uh, but but it's not just you, actually. There's other DJs that step in. It's kind of like a, uh, a curated uh, mix of people who are all interested in the same kind of thing. Yeah, that's about right. It's, um, it's become very much a DJ crew of its own sort of... I think I'm the only resident. I'm the only person who's there almost every time. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, but even I will take a night off every now and again and let other people step in and do it. Um, sure, sure. Yeah, and it's, our, our thing has always been to mix old and new and to mix things that are all across the spectrum of stuff. So it's like, you know, we'll have, we'll have somebody walk in and say, this isn't what I think is stuff music. This is more industrial. And then they, the next song or two, they'll be things like that they are expecting to hear more. Right. And so that... That mix and having to please everybody has really made us a very unusual night, I think. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's kind of funny because this time of year, I think people tend to dust off uh, who don't normally play this kind of stuff, a little bit of uh, Bauhaus now and then to kind of, you know, please the kids. 
but uh, I mean, like, Ghost House is something that's year round. This is a celebration that you guys are constantly embracing. So it's it's not just a seasonal Absolutely. thing. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. Um, we do get more interest around Halloween for sure, and I think it's just people wanting to try it out, try it on, you know, have some place to wear their black and not feel out of place. But, um, but all year round, we have a tremendous amount of interest. We do two golf weekenders a year, ones in spring. And we just had the other one, and we invite bands from wherever and to a big dark arts market, which is always kind of amazing. And oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's great, and we love it. Um, and it, it does, it dies down in the middle of winter when it's really cold. <laughs> um, and it dies down in August when everybody's out camping or going to Burning Man or whatever it is that they're doing. Sure, sure. This is kind of one of those things where, like, you know, as I get older, I find it very interesting that a lot of the like darker subcultures, like metal and goth and whatnot, have this real community about them where they're like they want to get together once a month, they want to hang out, they want to dance, they want to have a good time, uh, mm-hmm. in the way that they have a good time. Uh, and like it's it's kind of funny that like, as a kid, I probably would have never guessed that all those like girls and boys in black were actually kind of like a little more social than I imagined. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dare I quote the sad and demented social lion from the Breakfast Club. It's, oh, right. It's really a community, but it's really sort of an odd community. I've never met a more introverted community in my life. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it, it, I think there's a lot to say about how being able to embrace things like um, black metal and mm. goth and industrial really plays into people's mental health in some ways. Oh, if sure. you can it's been down on the dance floor mm. in a community where you feel safe with whatever it is that you're doing. That's so much better than just always feeling marginalized. Yeah. I, I, I'm thinking back to like an interview with uh, uh, Jonan Vasquez many years ago where he was talking about if you can just kind of purge this stuff out of your system through art and dancing and the stuff that you read and whatnot, uh, when you're out in public, you're actually like a pretty reasonable, friendly person. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I I absolutely agree that that's the way it is. There are lots of us that have, you know, shows full of ghost stories or, mm-hmm. you know, have read Bottle Air over and over again or have just kind of collections of art that are dark and bloody. And it's, I mean, not like my own collection. It's necessarily like that, but <laughs> it's, it's not an uncommon thing. Sure for people to have these very dark sort of private lives. And then when you see them in public, they're just kind of coping at the surface level. They're just <laughs> right. pretending to be normal so they can pass mm-hmm. on to the next time when they can feel like themselves. Absolutely. Yeah, there's something that's very joyful about going to a club where you see people who are dancing and they're playing music and whatnot, and, and you realize that, like, you know, uh, this might seem spooky or scary to someone else, but, like, everyone here feels at home. Everyone here feels like this is comforting and uh i really enjoy that yeah and that's that's something we hear over and over and over again from so many people it's just you know i love the community i love what you do for the community i love the fact that there is a community um and often we're like one of the first places that people come out and socialize when they've moved to town and this is their preferred community mm-hmm. they know they see oh there's a golf night and they come out to us and suddenly they have an instant circle of friends right no matter where they're from 
Yeah. That's so great. Well, uh, as I mentioned, so uh, tomorrow, October 12th, is the next Ghost House get-together. Um, and this is at uh, an Old Nick's, if I'm not mistaken? It's at Old Nick's Pub, which is 211 Washington Street in Eugene. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's 21 and over, unfortunately. Right. Um, and there is a $4 door charge. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, it's a very reasonable cover, so, you know, don't, oh, feel, don't feel discouraged. <laughs> um, and, oh, yeah, no. And, and you get to dance all night, so it's, it's And you it. can dance all night. Yeah. And pub's really pleasant, and uh, free parking. <laughs> what else can I say? Yeah. Oh, it starts at 9. 9. It starts at 9. Excellent, excellent. So, yeah, don't be late. Don't be late. Well, uh, excellent. Is there anything else we should mention before we kind of wrap this up and, and move on, or...? I can't really think so. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the show and the, the rest of the ghost stories, and, and uh, I'm excited for this. Oh, yeah. We got I'll some... a fascination of mine. Yeah. Next week, I'll give a little tease right now. We have uh, someone who publishes a Lovecraft zine coming in. So <laughs> That's going to be very fun. Uh, well, thank you so much, uh, DJ Refugium. Uh, please uh, keep the tunes uh, spinning and uh, keep the ghost house alive. Thank you. It will remain undead as long as I'm around, for sure. Excellent. Well, we'll take care. Thank you. You have a good night. Mm -hmm. You too. Bye. Bye. Mid-Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019! And that was a little conversation with DJ Refugium. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, she was the, the mastermind behind Ghost House uh, down south. Did uh, you ever get a chance to go? In fact, tomorrow is Ghost House in Eugene at uh, Old Nick's. And uh, our very own DJ Marshmallow is going to be DJing along with Refugium. And uh, I don't know what uh, the other DJ's n- name is. There's a surprise extra DJ. It's going to be there that evening, and uh, they're going to be DJing. Exciting. And we have a caller here. Caller, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Now, uh, we've been telling some ghost stories here uh, on the air, and uh, we have a caller on the line. Do you want to introduce yourself, or want to remain anonymous? I will introduce myself. Oh, excellent. Uh, uh, Who is this? Uh, my name is Gravy Brink. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think yeah. I know you. <laughs> How's it going? Great. Yeah. I just thought I'd call in and talk about a ghost story or two. Oh, please. If you got a ghost story, I would love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. What do you, uh, uh, let, let, let's, um, let's set the scene here. Uh, let's get a little bit of a where and a when. Where and a when. So, uh, where is that? My, my last apartment which was in the Salem Arts Building, uh, downtown Salem, mm. uh, when was, uh, basically, it was the duration of me being there. <laughs> build up here. Uh, very strange uh, happenings going on there. Um, now, so, did this start right away, or was this something that you discovered after you moved in? or, or uh... it, it took a little bit for me to experience it directly, but there were signs... Uh, from the start of me living there hmm. that there was something weird going on there. Okay. Yeah. So, what, 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 I mean, what were the first signs? First signs, uh, my cat acted weird there. Like, uh, mm. it's really strange. So, uh, in the middle of the night there, um, 
my cat would uh, we I had a loft bed, um, and uh, my cat would climb up the stairs and sleep up there with me, and uh, she would climb down and then she would uh, do whatever she does and she would start sprinting around the apartment. This is an old cat; she's uh, about thirteen now, hmm. and she would start sprinting around the apartment and just. Um, <laughs> Uh, letting out these guttural screams, like these, like really disgusting guttural screams. It's like a, a I'll uh, I'll do it for you. Uh, oh please, yes. That's an enactment. But it was like these like. Oh. Whoa. Oh. I'm laughing because I've heard it. I'm talking like 3 a.m., 3:30. So this is like not a usual sound that the cat makes, except now at this apartment. Yeah, it was like a new thing, and I hmm. just thought it was maybe because she was, like, playing or something. Oh, right. Interesting. I don't know, but she didn't do that at our last apartment, so it was, it was really strange. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, this is usually the first, because, like, pets are fairly consistent. You know, I mean, I've had several cats in my lifetime, and they once you get the behavior down, they're pretty much like that no matter what's going on. So when it, they yeah, exactly. act out like that, that's usually like a sign of like an illness or something like that uh, or or something else. <laughs> yeah, very, very strange. Wow. Um, and so I just, I, I don't know. I just thought it was like she was playing or something. And um, that went on for a long time. And then um, uh after a little while, I, I started, I, I always slept with the uh, the oven light on. It was a studio apartment, mm. just, just to have, like, a little bit of light, because it's hard to, like, get down from a loft bed and go to the bathroom without being able to see anything. Sure. Um, and then eventually I started turning off the oven light and just having it be in the in the black there. And um, when I would go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I would start coming back to my bed, I would see dark figures jumping out from the corner, like, of the shadows at me. Like, I thought it was just me being half asleep and just seeing things. And they would jump out and they would scare me so bad. Like, my heart would be pounding. Like, it it was like some... It was like somebody was in the corner waiting to scare me and they would jump out at me and as soon as I got scared, they would disappear. Huh. Very weird. So, so, you know... Just if I'm painting the picture correctly, it's like middle of the night, you're a little bleary-eyed, you're getting ready to you know, do your business, and then it seems like there's something coming at you in the darkness? Yeah, it was It was like there was like maybe a burglar in the house and like somebody Whoa. jumped out at me like to like spook me and like, and it, it would just be gone as soon as they scared me. And it happened the first couple of times and I, I, I can be a little weird of a sleeper and like have some vivid dreams. And so... uh I just thought that maybe it was like I'm half asleep. I'm seeing them. Oh, okay. Uh, but then I started having these horrible, horrible nightmares every single night. Like just Ooh. horrible nightmares about people invading my apartment <laughs> and uh, things like that. And then um, it continued to happen. Like I would go to the bathroom, and then when I was coming back and trying to get up at, up to my bed, a figure would jump out at me mm-hmm. and just c- completely scare me. Right. Now, and, and, and just uh, set, the, set the stage here, too. This isn't something that you experienced elsewhere. Like, you weren't, like, out walking home at night and you'd have, like, this kind of experience. Or, or this wasn't something that I've, had happened previously. I've never seen something like that before. Like, I've whoa. never experienced anything like that before. <laughs> whoa. That's how crazy. creepy. Yeah. I yeah. And then <clears throat> I, uh, 
I had to start sleeping with the lights on sure. because I, it just kept happening. And when I started sleeping with the lights on, I would still have the horrible nightmares, mm. but I wouldn't have the figure jumping out at me anymore because there were, there were lights on in there. Wow. And, um, and so I moved recently and, um, I, I still have nightmares every now and then, but I don't have them every night like I did when I was there. Sure. And um, I have not once since I moved, not even on the f- first night, uh, heard my cat do that guttural scream since mm. I moved. Interesting. That, now, this, this is a common thread in a lot of these stories I've heard where places have the connection to the experience where it's often not like a person who's being haunted or you know, something like that, but, like, the, the location itself has some something weird about it, and it sounds like this apartment had something there. Yeah, the Salem Arts yeah. was really creepy. Some, like, very strange energies there that, like, yeah, it was very dark stuff going on there. Wow. Now, did you ever speak to anyone else who'd ever lived there or, or had any experiences in that building? Um... I don't know. I didn't really know my neighbors or anything, so I'm not sure what their experiences with that were. Mm. It'd be terrible if, like, all of their pets were, like, moaning and growling at the same time or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's awful. Well, wow. I mean, that that that's a little bit of a strange... I, I, that, that had some details in there I had not heard before. That is very, very creepy. Yeah, it really... I mean, it really scared me. I, I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, maybe we should segue into something that's like a little less scary, uh, perhaps. Uh, maybe we should talk about one of the next shows that your band's playing coming up. Uh, uh, okay. y- you are in Sadgasm, of course. I am, yes. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 I believe you have a show coming up uh, not too long. Um, maybe some one of our guests here could even speak to this event here with, uh, was it Noma Gusta and Fear Dog? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, as Mr. Gravy can t- can attest to, <laughs> Mr. Gravy, <laughs> we have an event coming up on the twenty sixth. It is uh, the House of Corvus, our Vampire Court's first annual Halloween bash, and it is starring Nomi Gusta, Fear Dog, Sadgasm, and a new public premiere of Young Hentai as our DJ. Um, so it's going to have lots of good. Alcohol, signature drinks, food, all kinds of fun, and all the proceeds go to Trans Lifeline, which is a suicide hotline for transgender individuals. And an amazing cause. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which I mean, yeah, that's that's very very cool. And you know, I mean, kind of the other part of it that's excellent is we we get to see Sadgasm play, of course. So, um, and, and, and do you guys have any other shows or uh, events coming up or, uh, what, what's the, what's the story with Sadgasm these days? Uh, yeah, we've been, we've been doing a little less shows, but we do have a show, um, on, we have that show, which I'm very excited about. Everybody in Salem should come out to it. Heck yeah. Um, the next show after that is on Halloween in Corvallis. We're doing a cover set. We're covering, um, good Charlotte songs. Whoa, <laughs> that's awesome. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. And then uh, and then we're doing November 15th, I believe, at uh, the Gov Cup. Mm, right no, on. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Last time you packed out the Gov Cup. That's going to be a good one again. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. But uh, definitely everybody needs to come out to November 20, or, oh, sorry, October 26th at uh, 
It's the dance studio on State Street next door to Cascade Baking Company. Right. Um, and the bands are going to be great, and the DJ is going to be great, and the food and drinks are going to be great. Um, so come out and dress up. And, and an excellent cause, too. Yeah, $5. Exactly. I don't think we've said that, but all the proceeds go goes to the Trans Lifeline. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could also pay more if you wanted to and pay more <laughs> Trans Lifeline because it's a great cause. Absolutely. It really is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And, and and I'll put some links in the show notes so that we can find the event and some Sadgasm tunes so that people can uh, check out uh, the music as well. Do a little jam awesome. session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, that, uh, this time of year means that, uh, that our New Year's show is coming very soon. Are you guys still on for New Year's? Oh, <gasps> uh, we're always on for New Year's. I love it. So, uh, for people who don't know, we, we try to get the uh, Sadgasm boys to come in and give <laughs> love advice on New Year's Eve, or, or as close to New Year's as we can. So, um, uh, it's been a bit of a tradition, uh, and uh, I mean, we gotta have it if we. Uh, it's it's not. There's not a new year without it. Yeah, true. Yeah, this will this will be the third year in a row. Yeah, absolutely. Which which it's always good because uh, in that case, we've actually had enough people over the years call in that maybe we can get some people to follow up on previous encounters let us know what's been going on so yeah i was i was just i was surprised about even getting a single follow-up on the last one so hopefully we get a couple more this time yeah for sure for sure well well, thank you so much for calling in this is great i I love it when people have a little spooky stories for us Uh, we're we're doing this for a couple more shows uh this month so if anyone else out there has got a story and and not quite sure if they want to call in this week we're doing it again next week awesome yeah well, uh, thanks for calling, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you. Bye. 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 Aww. <laughs> Always sweet to get a phone call from someone we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's transition to a tune here. One of my new favorite records that I got recently is uh, this one called Sounds of Terror. Um, and uh, it has one traditional song on it, which you might know. Uh, and then a bunch of other stuff that you might not. And so uh, I think we're going to hear a little tune called The Headless Horseman uh, while we get things set up. And I think uh, you might be wanting to play another song here. Sure. Yeah, cool. So we might get some more Kylie after the break here. So uh, this is our holiday uh, good time fun show here. Mid-Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019! In Transylvania, there is a legend that has become a symbol of terror throughout the world. In the dead of night, an evil transformation takes place within the castle of Count Dracula. After he rises from his coffin, he turns into a giant bat and flies through the night, seeking blood from the throats of his victims. A vampire of death.
An early American named Ichabod Crane was terrified one night when he observed a gruesome sight in the moonlight. A ghostly white stallion galloped across the countryside carrying a ghostly rider. From the black hollow at his severed neck, screaming his maniacal laughter, it was the Headless Horseman. We actually got two for one on that one, where we decided to go to the Count's Castle as well as uh, hear from the Headless Horseman, because uh, that's the kind of show we like to have. We like to give you two for the price of one. Uh, this is our Halloween spooktacular ghost stories program, where we're just having some fun, hearing all sorts of uh, creepy tales and whatnot. And uh, you know, if you want to give us a call, that number five zero three nine nine zero. 6101 we're taking calls uh, until midnight and you know if we actually get a call at midnight we'll go a little long don't don't worry you know we'll we'll, we'll try to get everybody to call so do not hesitate now I believe um, Kylie is about ready here to uh, wow us with another song how you doing there I think I'm ready yeah yeah let's um let's kill the wind let's kill the crickets and uh, let's turn things over to Kylie Burbank here on uh, Mid Valley Mutations. Uh, Going to be doing uh, a little original tune for us. Yeah, I think this song's pretty spooky enough. It's called 3 a.m. I wrote it when I was small. <laughs> My veins are freezing into October. And it's 3 a.m. in the night's not over. I can see it in your eyes. You would haunt me as a child, but I've grown into something. Mom. 
Fantastic. Thank you. Nice and spooky. Yeah, very, very seasonal. Yes, true. Let me get this caller on the air here. Caller, are you there? Oh, hello. Uh, oh, caller, what's going on here? Hello? Hello. Oh, there you are. Howdy. Sorry, sometimes it takes a little while to get you on the air. Uh, 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 this is uh, Mid Valley Mutations, and uh, we're doing some ghost stories this year. Uh, are you, uh, you got a ghost story for us? I I do, yeah. Ooh, excellent. Well, would you like to introduce yourself, or do you want to remain uh, a little anonymous? Um, my name is Elsa. <laughs> um, I and I have another uh, non-goth thing that about Kylie. Ooh. Um, no, what is it? <laughs> yeah, let's get you the dirt. Um, Britney Spears fantasy. True, that is a perfume I wear. I'm currently wearing Britney Spears Fantasy. And I guess I do have a a very intense love for pop music. So I guess yeah, that's I mean it's iconic though. Thank you. <laughs> Sometimes pop music can be secretly spooky in a certain way or very secretly true. creepy in a certain way. Hollywood. Yeah. I, I always think of Blondie, which is like there's certain things in Blondie songs where I'm kind of like that's a little edgy yeah <laughs> you know but yeah. they, i mean that was certainly on the radio True. um excellent uh, well i i, yeah, I love that you got some secret on uh dirt on kylie this is perfect <laughs> oh it's not dirt i i celebrate it <laughs> <laughs> very cool <laughs> excellent well uh you know, we, this is the uh time of year where we do the ghost stuff so uh, you got a little something for us i have that too Ooh. Yes, excellent. Well, why don't we do a little bit of a time and place and set the scene? What, 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 what do we got here? 
Okay, so um, kind of what I thought of was that I remember as a kid, um, I grew up in Salem, and there is this historic house on Chemeketa, I believe, and um, I remember, like, from a really young age, we, you know, I kind of lived in that neighborhood, and we'd drive past that house, and I'd always think that I saw this little girl in the window, um, like, this went on for years, hmm. <laughs> which, um, and my mom, she was a business owner downtown, and so, like, she just knew, she knows a bunch of people, and I remember saying something when I was, like, in, I don't know, I was, like, 10, hmm. or something about how I used to see, like, a kid in the window all the time and apparently she knew the homeowners and she's like yeah those people have never had children whoa (laughs) yeah so that is uh kind of a short story but interesting do you creepy do you remember anything about this kid like the way it was dressed or or anything like that or she like now that I, i think about it um she was pretty like shadowy and not super clear but i don't know as as a kid i just wasn't super like and and she i don't know she had i think she had like shorter hair and Mm. um and just kind of was wearing like a generic like kid outfit and like you know it's it's either that i'm unwell or right and you're a kid too so you're kind of like oh there's another kid over there you're just not even necessarily like I, paying that much of attention it's like that's a weird one but uh but it got a lot weirder yeah so. how strange yeah now yeah. did that family have like other weird things about them where or was it just that you know, no, they didn't have kids, and that was the end of it. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, um, because apparently my mom knew who they were, but I, I don't really, I didn't really know them. Hmm. Um, so I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't know. Interesting. Um, I, I mean, it kind of the it is like an early 1900s house, so I guess that that kind of fits the bill for the, mm-hmm. the archetype if you will right um but yeah but unfortunately i don't i don't have any any dishing of the the family that or the the couple that lived there mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's for the best <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> better not to know some Wow. Well, I I love stories like this because the more I get to know people who grew up in Salem, the, there, there's some creepy stuff that happened in this town. Very mm-hmm. true. People have these kinds of stories fairly often, and um, I, I love piecing together this idea of Salem with all of its like ghosts and spooks all, uh, scattered out. It's it's it's, it's fascinating. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have some some pretty spooky history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, I love that. Do you have anything, any other uh, bits you can drop on us before, uh, before we let you go or? Um, I, I think that that's my, the one that I can articulate the best. Excellent. <laughs> um, well, you know, so, we, we yeah, are going to do this for a couple more weeks. So if you have another uh, story you want to tell, you can always give us a call next week too. 
All right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, any messages for uh, Kylie before we uh, before we let you go? Um, I I love and support her. <laughs> Aww. Aww. Love you too. Also, <laughs> thank you. That's beautiful. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, take care and thanks for calling. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. I think it might be time that we contact the weather computer. So, uh, weather computer, what have you got for us this time? Thank you, Austin. This is the Mid Valley Mutations weather computer, and here is a look at the local weather brought to you by creatures of the night. Dark. Brooding. Mysterious. So realistic about the future prospects of our country. When you go out in the fall, don't forget to be escorted by a creature of the night. Hashtag creature of the night, not monster on the right. Tonight, a few clouds. Low near 36 degrees. No more smoking on the back porch at night, I'm afraid. Winds north by northwest at 5 miles per hour, with a 100% chance of me making the same ridiculous Cary Grant reference I make every single time. 10% chance of rain. Sunrise at 7.22 a.m. Tomorrow. Cloudy. High around 61 degrees. Barely warm enough to want to go outside at all. You should probably stay in and listen to Halloween music instead. Winds north at 3 miles per hour, with a 10% chance of rain. Sunset at 6.33 p.m. So dark. So very, very dark. And that was a look at the local weather, brought to you by the weather computer and creatures of the night. Who would have predicted? Who would have suspected? She's not so scary, she's got all of my records. When you want to see things from a realistic point of view, try seeing it like a creature of the night. Okay, okay. Enough silliness. Here's Austin and Mid Valley Mutations. Mid Valley. Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019! All right. We are getting nearish to the end of the show here. And uh, I want to thank my guests for, for coming in. Uh, Kylie, thank you so much. Thanks for letting me be here again. And, and, and a genuine member of the Vampire Council. I, I love this. This is yeah. so. This doesn't always happen around the holidays. We don't, we don't always get blessed that way. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's always lucky. It's always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, well, you, there was one comment you made off mic where, because um, we had uh, the Gravy's uh, story yeah. uh, calling in, and, and you actually know this apartment that uh, the, 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 and the cat and, and the stories. Uh, you'd been there. Yeah. Um, so I was living there for a while, too. And um, Nick and I had performed, like, some witchcraft there, but I don't think we ever invoked any demons or anything. I think it was truly just the history of this building. Uh, 
I know... I don't know if he'd want me to say his name because everyone deals with this kind of stuff differently, but Mm. um, my friend lived in the building and he went mad. Like, Mm. he started to live in his car. He, like, didn't even worry about giving notice and stuff. He was having horrible nightmares to the point where he would hear people, see people that weren't there. Um, Nightmares seem to be something that happens in that building. Yeah, and it's the Salem Arts building is right downtown, right next to the Reed Opera House. Uh, And one night I was off work around 3 a.m. coming home because I was bartending, and I looked to the left, and there is a shadow man uh, wearing a hat and like a trench coat it's just like the outline and it's like kind of fuzzy but you can absolutely tell that it is the outline of a human well human shape I wouldn't say <laughs> human right. but outline wow. of a human shape and whenever I see shadow people I always like wave at them and let them know I acknowledge them and this time this one didn't move or disappear it just stood still and I was like Hmm. I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> like, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Interesting. That's not. That's not fun. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what they they mean or you know. It's a good point. Actually, he could be totally harmless. Yeah. True. It's just a little unsettling. But I always feel kind of blessed when the veil is thin and I get to see things like that because not everyone gets to in their life. But it's also like kind of draining. Yeah, yeah, a little exhausting in a way. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're hearing this and you have an anecdote that you'd like to share, give us a call, 503-990-6101. We're telling ghost stories here on Mid-Valley Mutations. And, um, yeah, your comment about this time of year, I think, is very much uh, interesting. Because, like, when the veil is thin, like... It's hard to have these kinds of experiences when, like, the sun is out till 9 p.m. And it's, yeah. like, you know, blazing hot all day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ruins the ambiance. Yeah. But there's something about well, as soon as you have to put sweaters on and the fog rolls in where, like, these kinds of things are on my mind. Yeah. You know? um, it's true. Uh, that's very, very, very eerie. Uh, if you have lived in this building or know other stories about this building, I'm very curious to know your experiences. So if you uh, if you're at home and, and you're like, oh yeah, I've been there before, like give us a call. Uh, the 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 nightmares thing is really sticking with me. That's yeah. like, that's a uh, that's creepy. Salem does have a bit of a um, a madness issue, <laughs> I guess is a way to put it. Um, uh, not just with the hospital, but I think people who live in this town uh, struggle with it as well as, I agree. Uh, um, you know, not just uh, drugs, but just uh, you know, mental illness and other things. Um, We're all going to go mad if we stay here longer. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Well, let's, let's hope that's not the case. Now, I, I mean, you, you had mentioned that you had uh, an, uh, other experiences from your ghost hunting uh, days. Do uh, you got another uh, story you want to uh, close out with us? With her? I do. So, this happened quite a few years ago, probably back in 2014, 15, somewhere in there. Um, And the town that I grew up in, St. Joe, Missouri, um, there is this huge plot of land, because it used to be, you know, basically nothing when Kansas City was first becoming something. Um, So, there was this huge plot of land, and there was one plantation house on it, which I, for the life of me, don't know what 
um, the original name of the owners was, but it's come to be known as the 12th Street Mansion. Mm. It's a huge, huge house. Uh, three and a half stories above ground in a finished basement. Like, it's huge. And so over the years, as St. Joe became a bigger and bigger town, um, they ended up separating the land off and other houses got developed and blah, blah, blah. One of the biggest chunks of land became the Ashland Cemetery. And this is the one that has like all the big mausoleums and like a lot, a lot, a lot of like the big founding fathers of St. Joe are buried there. Um, And so this house just kind of got a bad rep. Well, throughout the ages, it got separated into like a duplex and then a fourplex and then they added vaulted ceilings. So this beautiful old plantation house just got modified over and over and over again throughout the years and relevant to the story. But every single owner of this house up until the time that we investigate had been white. Well, the newest owners of the house started having some issues when they decided that they wanted to buy the house and strip it down to its bare bones and rebuild it back the way that it used to be. Um, And they were a Latin family, um, and they noticed that they were the only ones that seemed to be having experiences in this place. So they had a group of gentlemen working on the house with them. Three of them were white guys. One of them was um, an African-American guy. And the African-American guy was thrown down three flights of stairs and broke his neck. Thankfully did not die, but was actively in ICU on the night that we went in to investigate. (laughs) So, yeah. So their their youngest son was about two and a half, almost three. And he had been walking around downstairs and said that he had noticed a man in all black with a black hat which is infamous throughout paranormal investigating. You hear about the black man with a black hat okay. everywhere. And he, there's lots of different uh, opinions on what he is. Some people say that he represents like a lost loved one. Other people say that he's a dark omen. Hmm. Um, it just depends on your own interpretation, I suppose. But sure. in this specific situation, I do not believe that he was good by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So <laughs> what we ended up finding out through our research of the property was that One of the original owners actually used to be a pastor, he was white, um, who was actually stripped of his title and removed from the church because as the church began to progress uh, throughout time, um, it invited in more people of color into the congregation and he didn't like that. So he did everything in his power to prevent them from having anything to do with the church. And if there was any voting involved, he just kind of kicked them out and dismissed their vote. Um, and it made the most amount of sense since all of these things were happening to people of color in this house and no, none of the former residents had experienced anything. Um, I think the only former resident that did was there was a gentleman that actually had mentioned a couple of times to the landlord that he kept seeing a little girl in his room, which actually ended up coming into play with our investigation. We did an EVP session down in the main living room area, and myself being a bit more sensitive to paranormal entities, kept hearing a little girl speaking. She seemed really shy, and so I would ask her a question, and then I would repeat back what I was hearing her say. And we not only have on recording 
me asking the questions, me repeating her answers, but actually her answering the questions herself. Whoa. Um, <laughs> the creepiest thing about it was when we went upstairs into the attic, we found just a strew of paperwork and pictures, and we found quite a few pictures of the girl in question. Oh, wow. Um, there was a Bible that we found that had several letters that were stuffed into it between a woman and the guy that she was cheating on her husband with, and the, I guess, print off of messages between her and her husband after he found out. Pure messages chaos. between, yeah, <laughs> messages between her and the guy she was cheating on her husband with about what they were going to do with the guy that she was married to. Oh, there was a bunch what? of passages highlighted about like the consequences of murder and the consequences of adultery, and it was just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And so we decided that we were going to try to trick the ghosts in the house because so far this man in black hadn't been showing up. So we talked a little bit and I was like, well, maybe he's really attached to this house. So maybe let's try our second round, which our first round is like asking some nice questions, try to get some answers. Round two is more of my buddy Cody's thing where he just tries to tick them off as much as possible to see if he can get some kind of something from them. So he starts making threats about how he's so glad that they're tearing down this house, that they are telling everybody they're remodeling it. They're basically just going to bulldoze the whole thing to the ground and put a condo there or something, maybe a Walmart, who knows. And we started getting these shuffling sounds around in the eye around in the attic so we just kept talking we just casually just sat the recorder down and just kept walking <laughs> away like we had forgotten it apparently they whoever it was didn't pay attention that we had left it because for the next hour after that as we were um, doing EVPs in the basement and then just going over recordings on the main floor you can hear like heavy breathing and panting and walking back and forth and shuffling like someone was really angry about what we had been talking about and just the fact that we were there in general um, so after all that had happened, we did our typical blessing of the house. Um, we let the, we let the owners know the next day, everything that we had found, show them all the EVPs, all the videos, all the pictures. Um, one of the things that was really crazy was that I had a video camera that was set up to shoot the staircase that the man fell down and it shut off at 22 minutes and some odd seconds. And it was really crazy because we always have everything fully charged, backup, backup, backup batteries for everything. Right. And so we went up to the camera and I was like, well, that's really weird. So we pressed play, we rewound it, nothing was there, nothing abnormal showed up. And so we pressed play, we waited until 22 minutes and some odd seconds, everything was fine. So we left the room, did some investigating in a side room, came back and it was like 28 some minutes and it was still going. I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're good. So we literally take five feet of steps away from it and take one step onto the next set of staircases and we hear doo-doo as it shuts off. And the comedian inside of me that's scared, like, out like out of there, right. scared to death, um, expected to turn around and just see a man in a sheet with his finger over the button going, oh, crap, and then just run into the <laughs> other room. <laughs> like, <laughs> There is a little bit of like that. Even if it was the ghost, it seems like the ghost has got a sense of humor. <laughs> right, exactly. So anyway, so after we tell the owners everything that's gone on, they start getting a lot of activity at their own house that they are living in while they're renovating this. So 
Over the course of four days, we got basically no sleep because we were back and forth between the 12th Street Mansion and their home that they're renting while they're doing all of this, talking to them, getting more information, doing more background history, doing more blessings. And it got to the point where they actually had to call in their priest to bless uh. their, the both their house and the 12th Street Mansion. And we haven't been back, but... Thankfully, from what we've heard and we've checked in over the years, they haven't had any more instances, so that's good. Amazing. It's interesting that that story, I mean, like, obviously America has this uh, deep-rooted problem, but, like, even our ghost stories have racism at the, at the heart of them. That's such a, yeah. such a fascinating element of that. I think it's just because when we move on, even ghosts are still people. Right. And so, like, a lot of their same beliefs and a lot of their same emotions, I think, emotions especially, is kind of what keeps them here. Well, and they're still processing life and, and what other people are going through. I mean, yeah. America is still racist to, to one degree, and so oh, yeah, we're still... Especially in the South where this <laughs> happens, which is kind of funny to think about, because when you're there, you're like, oh, we're the Midwest. You know, we're in the middle of everything. We're not the South, but you mm-hmm. mean to Oregon, everything's the South. So. Yeah, yeah, well, and the Midwest is kind of... The south of it's like the, the south of, junior yeah, yeah 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 missouri's basically like a texas junior it's pretty bad but <laughs> wow wow well i want to thank you guys both again for coming in uh, I, I, do you yeah. think you're going to do any ghost hunting up here or do you think that let's this do is it yeah more... actually um so the paranormal group that i had was established for seven years and actually when i moved out here about two years ago i decided that i wanted to create a sister branch off of that original paranormal group so i left my co-founder back home to run our group that we had there we separated all the equipment in half and rebuilt everything that we have so i'm hoping that i can snatch up some people to go some ghost hunting with me and show them the ropes and whatnot it seems like something that would not only fit in up here but it, but is kind of a, i mean there's enough places and people with unfinished business that i mean you could really oh, yeah, help some definitely so. yeah well, uh, you know, this has been fascinating. Thank you so much. Again, let's plug that event one last time uh, for the um, Vampire Council. If you uh, want to come to this, there's going to be some music, some food, some drinks. Uh, uh, what, what's the where and when again? So it is October 26th. It is at the Dance Hall downtown in Salem. It's the Premier Academy of Performing Arts. We are having our first annual Halloween bash. All proceeds go to Trans Lifeline. It's a suicide hotline for transgender people. Very cool. We will have, yeah, absolutely. Uh, We have three live bands. We have No Magusta, Sadgasm, and Fear Dog. Um, And then a public premiere for our DJ, Young Hentai. Um, All different kinds of alcoholic beverages, uh, signature cocktails, food. Um, we're actually going to have some cosplayers there doing some spooky stuff, so they'll be taking pictures with people too. And we have a professional photographer coming and whatnot. So everybody should be... wear costumes. Come oh, on. absolutely! We're going to be dressed up. Yeah. We're going to be sweating. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> Very and, sweaty. And then, of course, there's some songs online and some videos online. But uh, uh, the real deal is to catch Kylie live. That's kind of the deal. So uh, the oh, next yeah. time, uh, come on out. It should be fun. Thank you so much for coming in. You guys were excellent. And uh, thanks for having us. If you're listening and you're like, you know, hey, I didn't get to tell my story. Next week, we're going to have more ghost stories here on the air. Uh, I believe we're going to be even getting um, the editor of The Audient Void to come in and talk about uh, his Lovecraft zine and uh, a horror writing and poetry uh, in this day and age to be a lot of fun. Uh, and then uh, I think November 1st, we're going to extend it one extra day because we're here on the radio the day after Halloween. 
And it's still so the Day of the Dead, so more yep. ghost stories. Yay! Uh, and I think DJ Victrola uh, from Portland, she's going to come down. And um, she did a whole two hours of ghost stories last year from stuff from back east. So I think she's going to hang out and just take calls this year. So she could That's, That's awesome. so cool. That's where the real spooky stuff happens. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks to all the callers. Thanks to everybody who uh, um, was interested. And, and what can I say? You guys are wonderful. You guys are beautiful. And without you, there would be no show. Uh, anything before I go? Stay spooky, everybody, and stay you. Tr- stay true to yourself. And love everybody. Yeah, I love that. Be seeing you. Mid-Valley Mutations. Halloween Spooktacular 2019!